When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah! Is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, as always, with Marcus Parks. Hello. Um, all right, so we got our guest today. Very excited to have her. You know her. You love her. From Cave Comedy Radio's Page 7 and from a great podcast called Radio Dispatch, Molly Neffel is here. Hello, boys. Thanks for being here, Molly. Thank you for having me. Um, nom, 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 nom. I'm super full because I've been eating crow. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, the surge is on. People are feeling the burn in Iowa and New Hampshire specifically. Fascinating series of events. It's almost like 2008 repeating all over again. Hillary Clinton, the presumptive nominee, has fallen off the rails, and now she is losing to what is once considered an outsider who is now uh, very much possibly going to be the most inside man in politics if he takes the presidency. Molly Neffel, is this history repeating? Why, why is Hillary unable to maintain these leads in early, uh, in early voting states such as uh, Iowa and New Hampshire? Is, she just, is, it, uh, is, it, is it the coronation effect? All right, well, so I'm from Iowa, so the Iowa caucuses hold a very special place in my heart. It's a great time, and people, presidential candidates, just come wherever you are and talk to you. They come to your elementary school. They were, Hillary was at my mom's uh, library today. Like, they just come. And they go to the elementary school. Do they know that kids can't vote? <laughs> well, to be fair, I think it was an elementary school on, like, a sad Obama, my folks got a picture with Obama at my elementary school, but I think it was, like, a Saturday. Okay. I think it was for the adults more than the grown-ups. I, mean, I hope More so. than the children, but. Yeah. Uh, but that's to say that, you know, I feel like people spend a lot of time with the Iowa caucuses being like, Iowans are stupid. But Iowan mm. voters are actually very, very uh, knowledgeable and educated because they meet the candidates all the fucking time. And they get to ask questions. And uh, it's like, a, and I was, you know, I experienced some of that too. And you really get exposed to a lot. And... Um, so is this a situation we talked about it previously on the show? Every single DNC debate has been uh, basically uh, at nine o'clock before a huge event, something like that, or on a Saturday. So yeah, Saturday, Saturday, you know, whatever, a Friday night, basically whenever normal people are out doing normal people things, the Democrats are debating uh, their ideas in the public forum. So do you think because Iowanians have had a more uh, more of a hands on? Um, more more hands on uh, to the candidates. Do you think that's why they're choosing to go over Bernie, uh, going over to Bernie Sanders? Well, I think that both. I think that that Barack Obama was a much better candidate, um, and ran a much better campaign than Hillary in two thousand eight. And right. uh, I would argue that Bernie is doing something similar, at least resonating with voters in a very different way. Hillary reads like a politician in many ways, uh, and Bernie is. Does not, and I think that that is really exciting to people, whether you're in Iowa or not. Right. So, what's what's the message that Bernie is giving to the people in Iowa that's resonating with them? Because obviously, everybody goes over and they uh, they they pander to the Iowan voter. Uh, Ted Cruz just recently yeah. came out, and he is now for um, oh, I forget some the energy subsidies. Um, What's it ethanol? Called? Ethanol. He's yeah. all about ethanol all of a sudden. Previously, yeah. he was against it, and now he's uh, he's all for it. Yes, obviously because of corn in Iowa. What is it with Bernie Sanders? He doesn't seem to be changing his message whatsoever. If anything, Hillary's had to 
you know, take her message more to the left. What is is it? Is it the economic injustice message that's resonating with them? I think so. I mean, it's been a while since I've lived in Iowa, but you know, as much as the kind of conservative religious right gets a lot of attention during the Iowa caucuses mm-hmm. because of people like Santorum, like didn't Santorum win? Santorum and Huckabee and W. So like horrifying people win the Iowa Republican caucuses, but. Um, progressive people, have, you know, when on the, well, in 2004, I guess, I don't even remember who won. All I remember is that Dean came in third because I was working for Dean at the time, but, uh, or working with Dean people at the time, trying to make John out with Edwards Dean people might, at the time. John Edwards might have won Iowa. It's possible. Check that out, Marcus. I know he had a, a little bit of a run there. Well, if that's the case, I would track even more with what I'm saying. I th- think that progressive voters in Iowa actually are pretty progressive. And they, you know, Obama won the caucuses in 2008, which mm-hmm. gave him a huge boost. And I think that, uh, yeah, income inequality is a very resonant message. Uh, uh, John Edwards came in second behind Obama in Iowa. So with, uh, yeah, uh, with the Iowanians, it is the economic injustice thing uh you know the, that sort of uh position that's the one that they're going to the most um do you feel like the extremes are on both sides when it comes to these middle states when it comes to your your uh conservative religious right um much more you know I don't, socially insane people and then you have people on the left who are a little bit more willing to uh you know buy into a slightly more socialistic uh socialist uh, economic idea well, maybe in general, if we're talking about Bernie, we could talk about Bernie is definitely like not a moderate centrist, which is what Democrats have been kind of racing to be. Uh, a lot of Democratic candidates have been racing to be. But in I, I mean, it's not like I was a bastion of leftism. Were hmm. that it will, where were that it would, I would have never left. But it's not. But it is. I mean, there's a lot of workers there, like like yeah. where I'm from, uh, which is the Democratic stronghold. It's just w- workers, you know, uh, and people a, who have seen their wages go down on a regular basis, and the, if if they have a job at all. Right, exactly. Um, Yeah, in general, I mean, you know, to go more nationally, I feel like this election is fucking fascinating because I feel like Republicans and Democrats, uh, especially the most established ones, establishment ones, Obama actually wasn't like this, and I think that was why he was successful. But... Uh, candidates are in a race to the shitty center. Like, like John Kerry, boring as hell. Al Gore, boring. Nobody was. I mean, now Al Gore is exciting, but at the time yeah. he was boring as hell. Um, Romney was a centrist candidate, right? I mean, centrist-ish. Like, not his actual policies were like very conservative and terrifying. But it was this race to be like, who can be the kind of most normal, bland politician? And Obama broke that mold and was very successful. And I don't understand why, you know, I, some people find Hillary Clinton really exciting, and I think that some of those reasons are legit. I don't personally feel that way. What's the most exciting thing about Hillary Clinton? I mean, you know, it is exciting to have, a, you know, a female candidate talking about women's issues. That okay. is really exciting. Um, and for women, I don't discount any women for whom that is a really important thing because it is really important. If you've never had that before, a, a, a realistic, meaningful candidate who actually has good policy. I mean, we've had Bachman and all those, you know, whatever, right. but she's actually a good candidate and she speaks what, you know, well about these things. I just don't find her to be especially inspiring or exciting. And I don't find her policies to be nearly, um, 
progressive enough. Well, she's no Elizabeth Warren. Exactly. I mean, if you want to talk right. about like a woman to get behind that really talks about and actually cares about women's issues, because I don't think Clinton cares about anything. Like, I think Elizabeth Warren actually cares about things. And I think that's the other thing about Bernie Sanders, that he also actually genuinely cares about things. And that's what I saw when I went back home in Texas. Uh, surprisingly enough, in Texas, I actually ran into a few people who said they actually liked Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. because they said he's the only one out of all of them that feels that they felt like actually cared about anything. Not even necessarily cared about them, but cared about anything. And they're also, even voters in Texas are getting sick of the Republicans hammering social issues. Uh-huh. They have problems. They have actual mm. problems and, and, to deal with. Right, and economic problems. And, you know, I think... I think that Hillary probably does care about women's issues, but I think that if she comes off like she is just a politician, which I think she does, she comes off as so disingenuous that even if she really does care about women's issues, it doesn't come off as something that she is really, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel Because <laughs> like- she's a flatliner. She has the same amount of excitement for everything or mm-hmm. the same like she has a she has a, a an excitement button that she pushes or like a passion button that she pushes and right. it's the same all across the board for every issue and it's very difficult for her to uh, you know win the argument when it comes down to not being in bed with big or, uh, organizations and big corporations when time warner and citibank and the largest organizations on the earth are her top funders you know who uh, bernie sanders needs to thank is donald trump yeah he is the one who brought up the uh, issues of Bill Clinton's past uh, with women. And obviously we have rape allegations and things like that. We've discussed that. And now Bernie Sanders has, you know, sort of hinted on the trail of what, uh, you know, Bill did in office and things like that. Do you feel like that has completely destabilized the idea of voting for a uh, female president because of Hillary Clinton's uh, history? Do you think it's sort of uh, put that uh, on shaky ground? It's interesting. I definitely don't think that it's fair for Hillary. Like, a lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, Jeb is a Bush and Hillary is a Clinton. And well, I. That, yeah, but Bush has to. Uh, Jeb has to carry on his father's legacy and his brother's legacy. There's no running away from that. Right. But I. And I kind of have. I've, I've exercised that kind of dynasty in the sense that both the Clintons and the Bushes are dynasties and it doesn't feel super democratic to have people from these dynasty families running. But I, I don't think that it's fair for Hillary to be judged by her. Her husband's behavior. I do think it's fair for her to be judged by policies that he put forward that she actively supported, right? right. So, for example, he had all this horrible, mm-hmm. tough-on-crime shit, pro-death penalty shit, and mm-hmm. she supported that at the time. That, I think, she should be held accountable for. Uh, but, the fact uh, that her husband's a hound dog is not really her problem, I, I think. Well, I think it's the situation of infidelity. I don't mean to be dismissive about rape allegations. Hound dog is very dismissive. But well, the, that, he's, yeah. a, he's a oh! <laughs> He's a hound that was a wrong, dog. That was the wrong yeah. word to use. When it comes to infidelity between uh, you know a couple, I do think that's a personal issue. But when it comes to the rape allegations, then it becomes a larger issue. There's no doubt about that. Well, aren't there? But, are there any real? Are there any real credible? Uh, is there any real credible truth uh, to the allegation that Hillary Clinton actively intimidated? Uh, some of the women that came forward with rape allegations. Well, Monica Lewinsky discusses that. Uh, discusses uh, complete and utter. Uh, uh, she got annihilated by the Clintons, and of course, Hillary was on the forefront of that. I mean, yeah. she demonized uh, Monica immediately after uh, you know what happened to the White House came to light. She demonized a 22 year old intern and uh, and made her husband somehow come out to be the victim in that situation. But if I may jump, put my, my feminist pants on uh, and defend Hillary, um, she has one thing about Hillary that I will say now and then. 
when you are a woman in a super, super high-profile situation like that, you do not have a lot of choices, and you get blamed for everything. So she, and Chris Rock has a great joke about this. People were blaming Hillary Clinton for the fact that that Bill, you know, was cheating on her with Monica because, and this happens a lot, when, when your husband cheats on you, somebody says, well, you weren't hot enough or you weren't putting out enough. Or people get blamed, like she got blamed for that in, in, in her own right. Oh, she wears mm. scrunchies, she wears pantsuits, whatever it is. People had all sorts of shit for her that, again, is that her, you don't blame, your husband's an asshole, that's not like your fault. And, and you know, obviously- Well, she could have left. That would have sent a positive message to women all around the world, don't you think? She could have left, but I think that that is easier As said than done when you're the first lady. And I mean, you, but it's, I think it's I mean, easier I said than done when you want to be president. The Kennedys you, didn't have next sex in line. Jack mm. Kennedy was having sex with Marilyn Monroe in the White House, you know, and, uh, and and Jackie was just sleeping in the next room. I mean, you don't have to make a public thing about it, but I'm sure that she probably did sleep in a separate room. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but, but I it just... doesn't. I don't feel like those actions. I think those actions are um, that are coming back to really haunt her because she's not a good, clean candidate. And why did people like Barack Obama? It was a it was a fresh uh, face, and there was nothing. There was no record that you could point to that was negating the things that he was saying. You know, I mean, with Hillary Clinton, everything that she's saying now, you can go back to a time where she said she said the complete opposite. True. So having a true. longer record is actually much worse Super in true. this primary cycle. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And, you know, I haven't really followed the story about the rape allegations at all. Um, I It's absolutely something that Bill Clinton should be held accountable for. I haven't, I guess I don't have, I haven't really thought about it well enough to come up down about exactly Do you think there's a double Hillary standard if, if he if she was a Republican or if he was a Republican would they still be as loved as they are now because he's such an asshole you mean yeah I don't totally understand why people love the Clintons so much and especially Bill Clinton he was not a good liberal president he was he put in a bunch of conservative shit he and you know yeah. welfare reform NAFTA all that shit he was not a good liberal president I don't understand why yeah, and I course, don't understand why liberals love him. Telecommunications Act of 1996. And you know, his first State of the Union, he mentioned uh, you know shrinking the size of government and things like that. The Democratic Party, there's no doubt it's gone much, much farther to the right than Clinton's uh, 1990s reign. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't get it. And and that I do think, um, I do think Hillary should be held accountable for that. And like you say, her, she goes back and forth. Just today, just now, I was reading a story about how she was going after Bernie's universal health care plan. Saying, oh, you're going to give health care to the governors? That doesn't sound like much of a revolution. And then people are sharing this clip of her in 2008 saying, since when do Democrats, each other, uh, Democrats attack each other on universal health care? So right. she's shown, you know, I, you know, I feel I feel for Hillary. And I, there is a part of me that wants to defend her, especially because so much of the hate against her, I really do believe, does come from a very sexist place. That can be true. Well, it can also be true that there are a 100,000 legitimate policy criticisms to to have towards her. And it's hard to separate them out because sometimes people are just sexist and they veil it in policy stuff. But But that, but, you know, I am... A feminist, and I think that it's bullshit if people talk about her looks or anything else. Uh, in See, terms why is of her that? Because Donald Trump gets his looks talked about all the time. Ted Cruz gets his looks talked about all the time. Big I don't think there can be a double standard when it comes to that. And no. frankly, I mean, Hillary's looks have been fairly off off limit for a long time. We all, pantsuits are pretty much the only 
uh, mocking that occurs when it comes to her uh, physical appearance, and I think she does that on purpose. Well, this is you won't you you're not gonna like this, but I think that there are just some double standards that are uh, fair. And uh, for example, you can call men assholes, you can call them dicks, you can call them, but none of that is the same as calling a woman a, a cunt because one has a lot of power historically and is rooted in centuries of in- injustice and calling a man an asshole is just does not have the same weight and i feel like making fun of donald trump's hair is not the same thing as um saying w- you know this woman is ugly therefore she has no value which is i think what the real like root of all that is i know that you guys are probably not going to agree with me on that but that's I, sometimes i feel like i also i'm here for that i think it's lazy to make fun of donald trump's hair i think there's mm. way more uh, important things to 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 go after him for, and the hair thing is just like eh, it's lazy, just like it is lazy for Hillary. It's a beautiful head of hair, and uh, there's a great documentary you gotta watch it. It's called Small Potatoes. It's all about the USFL, and it came out. It's a uh, ESPN thirty for thirty. It came out a couple of years ago, and it's Donald Trump in two thousand and nine. He bought a uh, USFL football team. Ba- basically, completely ended. The entire um, the entire organization, the entire company, because you wanted to go head to head with the NFL. It's a fascinating documentary. If you really want to see what Donald Trump is like in business, not a nice guy, good hair and bad businessman. Well, yeah. sometimes he loses a couple billion here, a couple billion there, bleeding out of her, whatever. I mean, whatever. Who cares? It, it'll happen sometimes. Yeah, right. Well, and that's an example of like the way people make fun of. There's just not an equivalent. Um, yeah, to be like, oh, she was bleeding out of her. Vagina. I didn't say vagina. I meant her wherever. Well, whatever. The movie Antichrist had a dude bleeding <laughs> out of his whatever. So it happens too for guys. Not on a good day, I guess. Um, if somebody my, wants to say that Ted Cruz is bleeding out of his anus, I will support that double standard. I'm sure he is. He's a busy guy, always on the go. 1992. That was the last presidential candidate, of course, that being Bill Clinton, to win the nomination after losing Iowa and losing New Hampshire. It just takes you a hell of a lot longer. Does Clinton have the stamina to go on? I didn't realize that that was, uh, was, that, the last that was one. Clinton. Interesting. Then 76. You know, I don't think that she's going anywhere. I think she's going to put up a hell of a fight. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think that if she loses... I mean, I don't know. The idea that that Sanders could win Iowa is still a reality that I'm adjusting to. Um, but and it's very, very close. A lot of these polls, they have him up by four or five right now. He's up by four or five in New Hampshire, and the margin of error is sometimes as high as seven. So it's a little bit ridiculous. You can't just call it. I think the fact that he is so close makes it a story again because he's the underdog. Being the being the uh, perceived. Uh, you know, uh, dominant figure is not a good thing for the Clintons to be. Did they yes. make a mistake by not? Uh, first of all, I, I think they should have allowed Elizabeth Warren to the race. That would have been a good call. They could have had a lot more Democrats uh, run for the presidency. You have a feeling that they kind of closed off the uh, the primary. This was Clinton years, the Clinton's year to run, and they let Bernie come in. Uh, because they didn't see any threat whatsoever with him. Oh, yeah. good old Martin O'Malley as well. Mar- oh, my yeah, God. Well, I don't know why Martin... Lest we forget. I talk Martin about O'Malley. Martin O'Malley. He's so hot, it's ridiculous. He is a hot dad in a catalog. He is good like... God. He hot in the most generic way possible, but very, very hot. So I call him hot dad in a catalog. Just picture him in, like, L.L. Bean pajamas. Mm. Next time you see him speaking, and you'll be even more turned on. I can't get enough of Martin O'Malley and his sweet abs. Bernie's a 74-year-old dude. How is he outlasting? How is he having? How is his crowds? How are his crowds younger on average and, and more energized? Yeah, and ooge. 
huge. Uh, What's but- going on? I mean, how bad is Hillary Clinton as a, as a presidential candidate? Why do we have to go through this again? I know. She must be so fucking frustrated, man. She must be so pissed. Yeah. She's try. She's uh, what is it? Uh, Tracy Flick from Election. Uh huh. Like that's that is Hillary Clinton. Is that she did everything right? Everything that was that she that was supposed to happen to make her president mm-hmm. has happened. She's done everything. She's put in the work, and yet somehow. She's still not doing it. Yeah. She's still not making it. Yeah. I'm proud of the Democrats, though, for uh, for propping up Bernie. I'm happy that he's getting a little bit more heat and attention right now. And it's, uh, we'll see if it shows at the polls. It is definitely a reflection that this is not a primary season whatsoever where establishment candidates are loved, admired, appreciated at all. I agree with that. I mean, and how does a sub? I mean, that's how uh, establishment Hillary Clinton is. Bernie Sanders is the longest independent in uh, congressional history. The man is the definition of an insider. He works in Washington D.C., and yet he's somehow still able to outflank her as an outsider. Yeah, it, that's that's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that. He is, of course, an insider, but he's also been a principled. Um, Insider the whole time, right? Like he's well. Now you have a situation where Hillary is trying to. When you what you mentioned earlier with his uh, wrapping up health care and Medicare, and uh, he wants to wrap up one more large federal program, take it to the federal level, and then have the states figure it out. Uh, this was her. That's not a revolution to me. That was her line uh, earlier today. She's also trying to flank him on the left, and she actually tried to go more liberal than he did. On uh, on those uh, on the uh, on the healthcare issue, she's also trying to flank him with the guns debate, right? Mm-hmm. Because Bernie Sanders, he voted against the Brady Bill. He doesn't have a great rating uh, by the uh, NRA, but I think that's mostly politically uh, motivated. He has voted for he he did not vote for the semi assault rifle ban, etc. The list goes on. Is that going to be something that's going to come back to haunt him? Because guns are going to be on the forefront of this next election for sure. But what you just said does make me. Um I want to make the point that one of the most interesting thing about things about having Bernie in this election is that he's pushing Hillary to the left, which even if he right. doesn't win, he's that's not a, pushing. He's drag desperately dragging her to the left. Right, yeah. but that's a huge value. What a what a special treat to watch candidates in the Democratic Party actually trying to out left each other, and that has not right. happened in a long time. Or Everyone's you, just been trying to out centrist each other for the last you know fifteen years. Or you have a situation that happened with Mitt Romney in twenty twelve when he had to go so far to the left and. Republican primary. The man is just a complete moderate on every single level. Former governor of Massachusetts, for crying out loud. If you're a Republican in Massachusetts, you are the most Democratic, uh, left-leaning, liberal whatever in the South Carolina, you know. So he had to go so far to the right during his primary, it was very difficult for him to skirt back to the center. I think now we live in this 24-hour media cycle. It's harder than ever to have your words forgiven that you say in Alabama when you're running in general when you're back in California. Yeah. So what does she have... Does she risk, in order to beat Bernie Sanders in a Democratic primary, does she risk going too far to the left and not being able to get back to the center? Well, that would be great. I mean, from my point of view. I mean, I don't think she'll get elected if she doesn't. If she talks or... I, but this is I, – I totally disagree because what we're learning from Bernie Sanders, if anything, is that people want progressive values. They don't – that's why people are showing up for Bernie. If there's an actual progressive candidate, people are going to show up to vote who would not otherwise show up to vote. People don't vote when they are uninspired by the candidates. People right. are, are showing up for Bernie because they're inspired by him, not his personality maybe somewhat, but his politics. And I feel like if Hillary actually had a great platform, a great leftist platform, people would turn up for that. But that's not what she believes in. No, so would you rather have no. her lie about the platform but, that she believes in 
or just stick to her guns right. and hope for the best. Like meaning, even if she's a progressive candidate, she's not going to be a progressive president. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she's definitely a progressive candidate, I suppose, right now. But she's not nearly as progressive as Bernie. Right. If she said, if she goes more to the left, and then when she is the candidate in the general, uh-huh. she's going to blow everything up, isn't it? Isn't isn't she going to lose all the support that she worked so hard to get? Uh, People feel betrayed. They voted for her. Next thing you know, she's saying these random, uh, much more center left, center center things. I think that Hillary is relying heavily on people who are just who are going to vote for her for one of two reasons. One, because they're going to vote for the Democrat because that's the lesser of two evils, or two, um, because they're inspired by by the idea of voting for the first female president, which I don't fault anybody. Um, sexist voting. <laughs> it's sexist uh, just to vote for her if she's a woman. Uh, because she's a woman, not, we know that exclu- she is not exclusively. <laughs> um, but I think that that's gonna. I think that I think that those two things are things that she's counting on. Um, well, this and, is the problem, isn't she counting right. on too much? Well, I, I think that what what we can the lesson we can learn from Bernie is that you should not count on people to vote for you just because they feel like they have to because they won't vote for a Republican. Um, or, you know, again, I'm, right. I don't fault the people who who want to vote for Hillary because she's going to be the first female president. I don't feel that way, but I, I understand why people do. But what we've learned from Bernie, I think, is that people want to vote for somebody who seems to give a shit, like Marcus was saying, who seems to actually care about what they're saying. I think there's a sweet spot. I feel like you don't want to be known nationally until you're ready to be known nationally. Bernie Sanders, again, longest sitting independent in the history of Congress. No one knew him in Iowa. Nobody, not whatsoever. We wouldn't really know about him here if we didn't have James Adomian, one of our great comedic <laughs> friends who does the best Bernie uh, Sanders impression, I'm going to say, in the world. Yes, in the world. Two years, the world. two years ago, I remember mm-hmm. we asked him. We, he was on the show two, maybe even longer ago, years ago, regardless, who would you want to be president? And he said, you know what? He'll never run and he'll never win, even if he did, but Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah, James must be having a great time. I've been lobbying for um, Jared Logan to be doing a Lindsey Graham impression. Because <laughs> I, really, I really think that he would be great at it. But he said, he, he said I'm not the first person to tell him that. But. Yeah. Jared Logan, a great stand-up comedian. You can find him on, I don't know, ComedyCentral.com. He's great. <laughs> All right. And Bernie, uh, unfortunately, Lindsey Graham is now out of the race, which is devastating. Yeah, I love, I love Lindsey Graham. I love him with all my heart. Um, so because uh, – so I, I swear there's a sweet spot of, of exposure. Once you get to meet somebody, you have a great grace period. You have a grace period because you don't really know all their flaws yet. You don't really know all their terrible things. You're just presented with, uh, with the best face that that person can put forward. Bernie Sanders right now, they're in a romance phase, and it's a perfect time. People love him. You're three weeks out. This mm-hmm. is the exact time you want to get hot, much like athletics. It doesn't matter what your record is going into the playoffs. If you're hot going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. you have a much better – even if you're the seventh or eighth seed, you have a hell of a lot better uh, chance uh, you know, going forward if you're a second seed or third seed who kind of slump in. I, I agree with you, but I guess, you know, I would say that in terms of Iowa, uh, I know it's, I mean, in, relative to the years of their careers, it is a very short period of time. But for, I, but you know, for Iowans who have been having these people come and give speeches for the last at least a year, right, right. they actually have been building up uh, a kind of... Uh, reserve of knowledge and experiences by all these speeches. I, I mean, I, I, you know, you see every right now. There's only three Democratic candidates, but well, there's in, only two. Right. Martin O'Malley is doing but nothing. Martin O'Malley went to my hometown shuffleboard bar hey, and reportedly right. said, "This is awesome." When he walked in, so I might be swinging towards him. But that's good. Um, but uh, but you know, if 
point being, when there's more, Iowans see them speak. They would see everybody speak. I'm sure that that many Iowans have seen all three speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they are they are informed. I just want to emphasize that Iowans are informed voters. Whatever my kind of demographic issues we might have with Iowa being first in the nation. Um, yeah, a lot of people think it's a blight on the system. They don't like yeah. it at all. Yeah, um, but because there is no alternative to Hillary, people have to look at Bernie, right? Do you think the Democrats made a mistake? They needed to. They needed to have more candidates running. The Republicans make a mistake of letting every single person and their grandmother run, and the mm-hmm. Republicans, uh, the Democrats, have made the mistake of again just having Hillary and hoping everything will go smoothly. That's an interesting question. I really don't. I, I feel well, like who, where's the where's the shelf? Where's the bench? What's the bench for the Democratic Party right now? People talk about the Republican Party being in shambles, but at least there's a lot of them expressing a lot of some different ideas. Uh, you know, certainly Rand Paul with foreign policy, you could argue him and Bernie would agree, uh, you know, very closely on that. And, uh, you know, uh, the immigration, uh, you know, uh, Marco Rubio is much more liberal on immigration than, let's say, uh, a Donald Trump type. We'll see if that's if, if any of that rhetoric is real whatsoever. Do you think with the Democratic Party, they're just they're missing out? I that's an interesting question. I really feel like I guess um I think Bernie's success is attributed to him, uh, again, people wanting to be there for him, not just being there for the Democrats and being like, I guess this is the candidate. But even if they didn't like him, where else are they going to go? I mean, Martin's not getting any traction at all. And him and Hillary actually agree on a lot of things. So from a philosophical level, I think Hillary would beat uh, beat O'Malley. Right. I don't understand people who like O'Malley just because I'm like, do you just not like... Do you not like the front runner with the exact same politics? Like he runs a triathlon. He's a triathlete, though. So we I can, mean, and again, yeah. we've established that he's you know kind of ambiguously dreamy. But, okay. Think uh, he's the uh, vice president nominee if uh, Hillary wins? Ooh, how boring. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking about this, but I want to get to your question first. I want to. What do you think? Do you, I mean, who is somebody right now on the Democratic bench other than Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. Who you would like to see run? Who do they got? Um. Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I think I think that Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are the two most exciting. The Democratic Party has been right. a deeply unexciting party for the last fifteen years, other than Barack Obama. And and um, you know, a lot of progressives kind of had a lot more faith in candidate Obama than they have had in what President Obama's actual politics have have played out to be. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a great question. I I mean, I can't really name another Democrat who I think. Anybody is inspired by other than Elizabeth Warren. Right. I can't. <laughs> I got nobody. And maybe Joe Biden. But again, he's in his 70s as well. And that's he that is yeah, absolutely pe- not happening. True. Mm. People people. That's true. People feel emotionally connected to Joe Biden. Although policy wise. Um, yeah. Person personality wise. I think people feel very, um, you know, people find him very appealing. But policy wise, he's no more impressive than Hillary. And he's also starting to inch more towards endorsing Bernie Sanders. Is he? He hasn't come out completely and said, I'm endorsing him. But he's come out and said, I like his ideas. I like many things about him while completely ignoring uh, Clinton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hillary's not getting a lot of love by the establishment people. Um, the ones that are very, very close with her, the, the, her that know her best, which is not a good sign, you know. Yeah. What I think should happen, which I thought would be fascinating, I want to hear your thoughts on this. If Bernie Sanders just outright says at, right now before Iowa that he's going to run with Elizabeth Warren. I think if he did that, that would be super smart because I think that he would get a lot of the people who um, are. Marcus, you know what I'm calling for? Twofer. <laughs> Classic Kissel move. I'm always calling for twofers. <laughs> 
And, you know, again, I, I want to emphasize how much, while I do not agree with it, I totally understand women who want who, who, who feel moved by Hillary. I, I do understand it, but I also don't because I don't feel it, but I get it. And I think that... Um, I think that if Ber- if Bernie got Elizabeth Warren, he would get a lot of people who want Hillary to be more progressive, but also want mm-hmm. it to be a woman and want it to be a great, you know, a woman who could do it. Like she's a woman who could win, which is, I think, one of the reasons why people are excited by her, um, which, again, I don't find super exciting. But I think he would I think it would be smart as fuck for him to well, do the that. The problem mm-hmm. with Elizabeth Warren being vice president right now is that right now we're kind of in the middle of a bit of an abortion debate. Uh, and right, well, I don't know if we're in a bit of a, an abortion debate. We're in the we're in the middle of a funding of a of Planned Parenthood, but I don't think that has anything to do with abortion necessarily. I mean, well, the debate. I mean, means every, I mean, has everything to do with abortion. No, I mean, the, the okay. question the question is, is abortion going to become illegal or something isn't on the table. I mean, uh, yeah, well, they'll try. That. Well, I mean, it, but uh, regardless, abortion uh, is uh, feelings are running really high. <laughs> right you know, they now. always yeah. are. They always have. But, 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 now, but, but right but, now, but right now, more than usual. Like right I don't know. I feel like it's. Of course they are. I think topic. it's the same. After Probably the arena uh, and her yeah. baby parts video. Uh, the uh, what is it? I think if there's a guy that's killing people at Planned Parenthood yes. with a gun, saying no more dead babies. Yes. That means feelings are running a little higher yes. than normal. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Uh, but that means it's always been pretty hot. It's always been hot, yes, but right now it's hotter than normal. It's hot and trending. Hot <laughs> and trending. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good way to put it. Trending. Um. Elizabeth Warren is pretty outspoken as far as abortion goes and as far as Planned Parenthood and all that goes. Does having Elizabeth Warren on the ticket in this election, which is pretty, is good, the cultural issues are going to come into play here, social issues are going to come into play, does that hurt Bernie? I think it's a political winner. I mean, being yeah. pro-choice is a political winner. The stats are all, the the especially in a general. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. That the the reason the Republicans have been not been able to win the White House uh, in the past two cycles is because they've been clinging to these social issues. Mm-hmm. Everyone's yeah. everyone sort of agrees that uh, that plan that abortion is is a legal right. Well, yeah, I, th- I don't think the Democrats are going to lose everyone, anybody but, for that. Yeah. Definitely, and 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 in fact, I think that they'll gain people because you know, again, I think people on the in the Democrat on the left, generally liberals are un- are uninspired by Democratic candidates who won't be bold about that and who won't be like, of course, I'll fucking right for your a fight for your right to have an abortion. Like, if anything, more people will come out for that. I think not not yeah. less. I don't think that they would lose anybody. The but one I, area where I do I do see the Democrats, uh, if Bernie Sanders does end up winning uh, multiple states here and makes a makes a uh, a run for it um his foreign policy i think it's yeah. far too dovish right now i think the uh, the country has a uh, a bloodthirst happening especially given uh, obama's terrible dealings with the iran deal the iranians just captured 10 sailors today they have two of our boats now so they have 14 americans total uh, over in iranian prisons what and uh, obama's done nothing to get them back i think the sailor thing we'll see how it works out I mean, who knows? And Bernie Sanders has been very dovish on foreign policy, whereas the Republicans, I think it's a political winner to be a little bit more hawkish. What do you think? Well, I think Bernie Sanders just doesn't give a shit. Uh, I think he doesn't really know shit. I think he doesn't give a shit. I think it comes pretty clear, Um, which I I don't know. I kind of uh, have some appreciation for because I feel like in general, the, uh, the fact that we spend, you know, however many times more on military spending than on any domestic stuff. I think that Bernie's right to point out that we have plenty of shit that in this country that we should be spending money on investing in and working on and all that. Um, 
But yeah, he's got to he's got to at least feel like he knows what he's talking about. I feel like people totally lose. He he sounds like a guy who just does not care, and I feel like right. some people lose confidence in in him about that. But and this is why he's a great senator. This is why people in Congress, uh, you know, uh, can focus on domestic things and. Uh, and uh, in the House, when you're the president, the, you are the president of the world in a lot of ways. And uh, foreign policy tends to be the uh, the cornerstone of your uh, of your administration, whether you want it to be or not. Do you think that Bernie Sanders, this is where Hillary is going. She, she right now has an ad in Iowa. She shows uh, uh, Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, and Chris Christie. And basically the ad is, I'm the one who can stand up to these guys. They're very close to winning the White House. Can you imagine if 74-year-old Bernie Sanders went up against Donald Trump or Ted Cruz? He'd get eaten alive. Yeah, I guess in terms of the the optics of that, maybe that's a bad. Maybe that would hurt him. I also, I don't know. I feel like if we learn something from Obama, we learn that like you know, Obama actually campaigned on like pretty progressive, uh, like anti-war stuff, and then of course turned out to be a big war president. I feel like that machine is already in place. I feel like the president doesn't actually. I don't know. I feel like if Bernie Sanders was pre- elected president today, the war machine would be doing just fine. It's set up. Right. You know, you point to your people, you have your advisors do it. I don't think he actually really needs to do any of that. Whether it would hurt voters' confidence or not is a, is a good question. I don't totally know. But I it doesn't hurt my confidence in him because I'm like, uh, unfortunately, I think it's that machine is, is, is largely unstoppable. Um, right. The military-industrial complex sort of tells the president what the policy should be. Although, right. in Obama's uh, situation, I mean, he has a, a lot of rivals inside of the military. They don't exactly like his strategy. And ironically enough, he's going to close get uh, Guantanamo Bay. I believe he's going to discuss it in his State of the Union address. But the reason he's able to close it is because he just kills everybody. He just goes and, uh, you know, enacts dro- uh, drone strikes, and uh, the collateral damage has been absolutely massive. So you can argue that he is a much more... Uh, much more violent of a president than W was when W was actually capturing people alive and bringing them into a uh, into a setting where theoretically they were going to get some sort of uh, you know some sort of just treatment as opposed to just being murdered. They were at least be kind of tried and released if they were found innocent. Oh yeah, I mean I think the drone program is the is the great shame of Obama's presidency. No question about it. So how I mean how are the how is the left going to uh, gonna gonna toe that line? Of keeping us safe and all those things, and obviously ISIS is going to be massive. I just can't see Bernie Sanders uh, on a global level really going after uh, after the threats in uh, in the Middle East, and certainly now with uh, domestic terrorism, it's which is just going to be happening, uh, you know, much more on a regular basis. We just had the Philadelphia cop get shot nine times. Uh, somehow he survived. He only got shot in the arm, so that guy wasn't a very good terrorist. And then he got uh, chased down by the same cop he shot. And then, the, <laughs> then the cop shot him, shot him in the butt. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah, just like a confederacy. Of, yeah, it's a confederacy of dunces for terror. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> that terrorist, good cop. Yeah, he got, he got shot in the ass at the end of the thing. I mean, how do you even, what a you know pathetic attempt at terrorism. But uh, the American people are really going to, be, and this is why Trump and, and the, the Ted Cruz's of the world are resonating so much with that side of the party. Well, uh, with that side of the, yeah. This is way beyond my, uh, you know, I'm just really, you know, shooting shit out of my mouth at this point. But if if you uh, subscribe to any level of, like, believing that a lot of the problems of extremist terrorism come from relentless U.S. intervention, there is a case to be made for reducing U.S. intervention would be a way to mitigate that threat rather than continuous intervention, which is only 
ever escalated the problems. U.S. intervention since 2003 point to how it has actually reduced um, extremism, conflict. It has fueled the fire and has made it harder to fight, right? And, And that's, I mean, so, and I think that that's why a lot of people really like Rand Paul, I'm not one of those people, yeah. but people who are anti-interventionist or, or isolationist or whatever, I think those are two different things. I don't know. I, I, I Unfortunately, I, like- I think that ship has sailed. Obviously, we're just not in a time where we can be like, oh, we'll just do nothing about Syria. But, right. um, but if so you, you, have, you- you have a Donald Trump who says we're going to bomb the shit out of ISIS. And then if he would go against, if he goes against a Hillary Clinton, I think that her war record actually comes bomb, back. Bomb, bomb. It, it helps her uh, in a way against yeah, somebody a, who is irrational as Trump, right? She is a hawk. She's a total hawk. But if, if, if Bernie does get the nomination, is there any way that the country right now, again, I think we're in the fascinated by, we're in love, we're enamored with, we're having our fifth date with Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. you know, but we haven't had sex yet. Uh-huh. And we just don't know how big his wang is, mm-hmm. you know, so we don't know if if it's really going to work out. Uh, and I think uh, that his I feel like you the think country his wang isn't that big. I don't know how. What I, if it's too sure big? It's, it might be too big. Yeah, maybe he wants, he wants to nuke the whole world. I don't even know. But uh, when people do you think he could answer the question? Uh, do you feel would you feel safe under a President Sanders? It's the exact same thing, uh, only the opposite. Uh, the inverse with Donald Trump. Do you feel safe with him with the nuclear code? I mean, the man does come across as slightly unstable sometimes. Yeah, I th- think the, the with Trump, the question is who's the you in that sentence? And obvi- if you're a, if you're a white dude, then you probably feel okay. But well, Trump and Trump and uh, Sanders appeal to a very similar base: thirty-five to fifty-five year old white males who no longer have a role in society. You know, who used to work in manufacturing or uh, construction, things like that. Who yeah. feel completely disenfranchised. Yeah, I mean, true, but that's right. But uh, that I don't know. I'm I am not totally. Uh, I don't love that that comparison and that idea. Um, and 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 what what that is what Trump is is a you know is a Nazi. I mean, the socialist. He's aspect, not a Nazi. No, but I'm saying literally the 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 his belief in a in a in a kind of strong welfare state combined with. Um, like xenophobic nationalism is actually the definition of what national socialism is. He is actually a Nazi. Uh, it's his his anti his his nationalism and, and xenophobia and bigotry and racism combined with. Um, you're right. He does appeal to people who are disenfranchised. That's why he's. That's why people call him a fascist because he's right. appealing to on this very emotional, important emotional level to disenfranchise. I mean, um, but this people. is what every politician does, right? They have to find a constituency that was previously uh, not activated and activate them, which is what Bernie has done. True, and I think in large part, I don't think any of the, I think many of the other Republicans aren't that much better than Trump in terms of their policies, but he resembles a fascist much more. There's a reason. Or why Hillary. Are, I mean, Donald Trump is more is a much more liberal record than Hillary Clinton does. If if he runs, if Trump runs against Hillary. He's the liberal. Uh, ish. And, but, you know, there's a great but, article written by Noam Chomsky all about uh, But the, how he's been a racist the whole time, sorry. Trump? Yes, he called for the death of five children. The Central, Central Park, Park five. five. They were children. Yeah. At the time, the juvenile death penalty was still legal, which, think about that, wasn't overturned until 2005. We killed children until 2005. And yeah. uh, they were all innocent, but they were all children, even more importantly. And he took out a full-page ad to kill them all. We don't know if they were all innocent, but I would say at least two for sure. We know exactly The documentary was a bit of a lie. 
Uh, okay, we'll have that. Go back and listen to show. We'll talk about it. We'll we did actually we did a very interesting uh, conversation with Eric Reynolds on that episode, the Central Park Five. I do believe they were all innocent, but uh, <laughs> it, it brings up some interesting points. So go listen to that episode. I will. It's in the archives. Not you, Molly. You're not going to listen to it, though. The, <laughs> I won't. The, the fans of the show. I will. Good I, I won't. Um, you lunatic. I, yes, some socially-wise, uh, um, Trump is liberal. He believes in a welfare state. He believes in breaking the banks, to, or, you know, um, you know, not, not having banks that are too big to fail, all that. Again, that's why he resembles a fascist, because he's appealing to a, a white nationalism whilst also actually promising, like, a pretty strong welfare state. He's getting a lot of black votes as well. There's a whole hashtag about it, Blacks for Trump. Anyway, find it on Twitter. There is. It's huge. Yeah. It's a big one. Anyway, that but doesn't yes. mean he's not a racist. I, though. I Who knows? I, I can't. I don't. I can't look into his heart. But you can look into his words. He oh yeah, I can do that. Oh, deep yeah. into his words, he wants to round up eleven million Mexicans. Illegals. There will be a couple of uh, Swiss in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, maybe an Irish or two. Well, he's not talking about it, Swiss. He's not. <laughs> No, I like the Mexicans. If you start talking about Irish people, rounding up Irish people, then I'll have to have a different emotional reaction to that. I was talking but about the, the Canadians. He wants to put Muslims in a database. We can look into The database words. is already happening. That happens on a Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean exists. it's an okay thing for him to say. No, I know. He just lacks nuance, but all this stuff is happening right. under uh, President Obama. So, right. you know, I, he, yes, he, he does not speak in a, in a way that is... That is politically correct, nor uh, appropriate for a president if he would become president. It's not that it's not politically correct. It's that it's It's racist. No, I'm telling you, you got to read this article from Noam Chomsky. He was discussing how most of the candidates in the race, including Hillary, are very similar to, uh, to Trump. We talked about it on the show, and he was talking about how everyone tends to be going more to the right now. I disagree with his final conclusion, but if you look at the policies that are put in place in this country right now, and you look at what Trump says, Trump just says it, says it like a jerk-off, but if you look at the policies, they're the exact same thing. I agree with you completely. So you you have to wonder, you know, at least he's telling you what he he would intend to do as opposed to, you know, lying to you and telling uh, what a wonderful, kind person he is and how everyone in the country is going to be doing uh, you know, amazing, and everyone's being treated the same. I agree with you hugely on that. And actually, I think what makes Trump so, what people are so like fascinated and alarmed by about Trump is that he's playing the same game. He's just breaking one rule, which is that you're not supposed to talk about race. We live in this kind of supposedly colorblind country, so it's just like, oh well, we just round up terrorists. And what he says is, well, we round up Muslims, or I want to deport illegals, and Mex- Mexicans are rapists. And he says right. these things. He breaks the rules of the polite language that we just we do yes. racist things, but we don't call it racist. Right. It ain't Tot- a dog whistle anymore. It's just a whistle. Exactly. Yeah. Which exactly. I think is actually better, so at least we know what these politicians are thinking. Yes, I agree. He does not understand the use of coded language. He's right. only been a politician for seven months and, now. And coded, I mean, <laughs> coded language is, is horrible, and it puts forward a bunch of other, a bunch of horrible racist policies that people don't necessarily see as racist. Right. Better, m- perhaps in the long term, except for the people whose lives are currently being fucked up by Trump. That that's like people. Who? Be- People who are what being policy? attacked by hate and for hate crimes because by people who say you're a fucking Mexican, you don't. Trump said this. This yeah. is happening. I don't know. People, people get people beat, get beat up outside of San with, Francisco 49ers games on a regular basis. I think there's more people that got beat up this year because of sports 
than anything that Donald Trump said. So I, I just don't like yeah, to. That don't make it right. No, yeah. it doesn't make it right. But you can't, you can't just judge you every ban single sports. I'll ban sports. No, we can't ban sports. <laughs> Curl. I love curling. It's a I'm great. Saying. It's an Olympic sport. Hashtag ban the Niners. <laughs> don't ban the Niners. All right. Well, you can listen to Molly on page seven right here on Cave Comedy Radio. And how is the show uh, Radio Dispatch going? It's going very well, thank you. And you do that with your brother John Neffel still, right? I do. I do. I hope I wasn't too fiery and sassy today. No, not at all. Okay. That was that was perfect. Good. Uh, Marcus, how are you? I'm doing great, man. All right. Because we just got a, a new, a, some new furniture here in the studio. I noticed. It looks great. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the bookshelves. Bookshelves and a new desk. There's a desk. All right. You can find Marcus Parks on Twitter at Marcus Parks. And Molly Neffel, you are also on Twitter. Is it just Molly Neffel? It is. And that's Molly Neffel with a K. Thank you. And I am at Ben Kissel. And uh, on Twitter, and I think that'll do it. All right, everyone. And join the uh, Facebook page, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.